0: Are you a mother and looking how to navigate busy work schedule, family and kids, and make personal time for yourself? Stay tuned for this episode of SpearLift. Joy, welcome back to SpearLift. It's a pleasure to have you here again.
1: It's so awesome to be here. It's always a great time with
0: you, Devin. Oh, you're awesome, Joy. And I just want to start off by asking you, as we're filming this episode in 2021, what are you most looking forward to this
1: Particular Mother's Day. Um. So for me, I feel like that sometimes we get Mother's Day a little bit twisted around where Mother's Day is. I feel like if I was the president of the United States, Mother's Day would be a day that all... Yeah, I know. Mother's Day is a day that all mothers can go and let their hair down, take away all of their responsibilities, be pampered, and just have a great time. So for me, my Mother's Day really consists of me being in a place where I don't have to work. I don't have to have the responsibility of cooking and cleaning and all those things. So just being in a place where I can just relax and enjoy the blissfulness of being a mom.
0: And do you think you'll get that this Mother's Day?
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I will
1: I will get that. Look, I will get that this Mother's Day, but I have not always gotten that over the course of Mother's Days. Um, it's different when your kids are younger. You do, as a mother, have a sense of uh, needing and wanting to ensure that everything is taken care of and the kids are good. And And sometimes there's this mother guilt that, comes on with taking time for self and being in this place. So I think that that's a great time. I just wish that all mothers had the opportunity or in a place where they can really um, be able to be on the other side of the spectrum sometimes for Mother's Day.
0: What, um, I mean, a lot we're filming this 2021, as we mentioned, and a lot has changed since last year 2020 which everyone knows we don't have to regurgitate that and the dynamic of spending time with their kids has changed a lot so what have you found really since last year up until now has been like really really let's say beneficial things for you and with your kids
1: but and what have also been challenges Um, I think so. One of the benefits of, I'm just giving some context. So my kids are now older. I have older kids who are in their twenties and my youngest kid is um, 17, turning 18 in 2021. Um, The thing that has been the greatest is having everybody home. Like I absolutely love the fact that we're in this space and we're able to get to know each other in just a different way and really kind of grow and facilitate these relationships. And there's more conversations, there's more talks, there's more intimacy in growing that relationship. Then pre-COVID, when we were so busy doing, we were so busy going, we were so busy that it was like a from this step to this step to this step, this step, there wasn't really a time to build that relationship that we now have lots of time to do. Um, so that's been a benefit for me, having um, family time and being in a space where I get to see my kids in a way where they are adapting as well. I think that's the beauty of seeing who your kids are in the face of um, adversity, in the face of challenge, in the face of things changing and seeing how they adapt to changing, being able to be in a place to be supportive, to be um, caring, to be kind of like that. That nurturer that's needed in those times, um, and when I think about the most challenging part, it's almost like the the catch twenty two. The other side is that we're all together, right? <laughs> so sometimes you just need to, sometimes you just need a break. Sometimes you just need to like have quiet time and, and really kind of be in that space. So really, kind of finding the harmony. I really don't believe in balance. I don't really think that there's a such thing as balance. I think that we have to create harmony and we create harmony. There's this dance that goes on with life that there isn't this balance beam of this. It's this dance that's taking place. So Really trying to create harmony of building that that time together, but also having time where you have time to yourself.
0: Can you explain that a little bit more detail, uh, Joy? Because I it's interesting you say that because i i i look at it a little bit differently with balance actually i for me balance is i i put a lot more attention into balance f- because i guess conceptually it works for me personally the whole idea but i do like mm-hmm. what you're saying about harmony I, I i haven't heard it like that before so can you and i'm curious can you explain that a little bit more what that means with the idea yeah. of harmony and what it what kind of activities and and ways of doing things could bring out that sense of harmony
1: yeah so i think when we think about um balance when i think about balance i think about the balance being have you ever been to the doctors and at the doctor's office you get on the scale and then they have that scale and then they're like
0: yeah yeah
1: (laughs) they're trying to trying to get it right to the right space to see how much you weigh like that's what I feel that balance is. It's like you you have to find the right sweet spot. And I just don't believe that life gives us that sweet spot. I think life gives us a lot of variety and we have a lot of variety. It's not this tick, 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 tick sweet spot, but it's like a dance. It's like being in a place where it all dances together, almost like a choreographed dance where we go three steps to the left, the three steps to the right, but the three steps, Everybody has their own flow and how they do their three, three steps, right? And so creating the harmony is where we can all three step to the left and to the right and we can do it in the way that is still succinct, but it's not everybody's three steps is exactly the same because we're all different. All of our shoe sizes are different. All of our feet move. All of our body moves differently. So how we really show up in a harmony type of way where there's is more harmonized versus this i think is like an overarching type of tad bit of um, i don't know what the word i want to use but to get balance, it's hard i think yeah that's i you know
0: because with the way you're describing it what what i think is really interesting is that it seems the way you're putting that order seems like balance is too much of a strive to perfection. Harmony is more like getting into the flow. Yes, a flow like a natural flow and going it with the flow, gives right?
1: Flexibility.
0: So, Joey, I really lo- love this idea of what you're talking about with balance and harmony. And again, like I would love to try to hit that perfect point or a point where I have, I guess good balance but also be more in the flow as you described with harmony i think that's this a really really amazing thing and so how do you do that and how have you done that these last months with your own kids like what sort of activities do you engage
1: in together to create that kind of harmony um we engage we eat together we laugh together we watch movies we play games we talk we talk about all things we um create a space where we're intentional about our communication. So I literally probably talk to my kids. I also have bonus kids, um, which my bonus, my bonus kids are my daughter's boyfriends. They have also become my kids. Um, They're my bonus kids. So we all talk about things. We talk about life. We talk about goals. We talk about Um, things that's going on in the world we talk about perspective we talk about feelings we talk about all those things and really open up a space to allow them to be seen heard and valued and to also give them and equip them with the tools so they can navigate this journey called life
0: i'm curious joy like um sometimes when i see the upcoming generation like and it's a very different generation um be, because of being very immersed in technology more than ever social media and everything else it's a, such an integral part of their life their social their social being etc like I, when i grew up it was you know um more like in the 90s and like the computer was just coming and and you know, starting to get into schools but it was more like at that time uh well especially the early mid 90s more like a a tool rather than a social engagement aspect. Like I, we never, I was talking about this to a friend recently and it was never really a part of a way that we socialized with other people. It was more like it was, you know, okay, I have to use a tool to write something up for class, right? But we would still yeah. go out and, and have a very active outward social life. I mean, t- we're in such a different era now, you know, Absolutely. in many, many ways. So. I'm curious, like, as a mother and and with your kids, like, do you see, um, because the point I'm trying to get is like, and this is not to disparage any people or any generation or anything like that, but what I've seen, seen the propensity of a younger generation coming up, like the younger millennials, right? I, I guess I'm kind of on the precipice of an older millennial, but like the older millennial and the younger millennial are have there was there's a cleavage of of difference i think in a a certain way but the point i'm trying to make is like do you what i'm trying to get is like especially since last year do you find that if young like a younger generation of of kids growing up if they just feel like there's a leader because i look at you as a leader as well right And like because you have a business and you're you know, you're successful and you're doing many things all the time. So you're a very active person. So have you seen since last year, especially like the way you engage with your kids and really make them feel emboldened and valued and empowered that that time with them has really made a difference on them individually?
1: Absolutely. And it's so um, interesting that we have this conversation this way Um. Kids are sponges. They're going to pick up whatever is around them and they're going to also react and respond based on environment and based on things. So because um, of all the things that I'm in and I'm doing, my kids are, we have conversations about business. We have conversations about opportunities. We have conversations about possibilities. And that's really because of where I am. But I see that this generation that's coming up there's so many opportunities at their fingertips. There's so many different things and different ways to be and to show up that there is, um, yeah, a lot of opportunity. The thing I feel like that may be lacking is social interaction, right? Like, building relationships and communication and communication in a way of, how do you meet new people? How do you talk to new people? How do you even have a conversation with the people who you're friends with? Like, you know, do you know, or are you having conversations or are you just stuck behind the screen? So it's one of those things where I had mentioned earlier before, um, we have times in my family where we put the phones away, like no phones, everybody put their phone away and we're just really present with each other and I think that we have to be intentional about that. And as as a parent, because there's so much and there's so much responsibility and so much going on as a parent, you're just trying to balance and you're just trying to keep your head above water and, and work through this journey that you're in at this present moment. And it's so easy to say to a kid, "Eh, go watch TV or go get the iPad or go do this. Like, you know, it's so easy to have technology babysit our kids that it leaves a void for actually helping to develop our kids because we're all in here. And you may hate, may mention to like being a leader. We have to come to the reality that all of us are leading. We're all leading something. Whether that's leading a business, whether that's leading a family, whether that's leading yourself, it's all leadership and it's all this process of life is about leadership development. So how do we help give tools and give resources to our kids and our younger generations that are overwhelmed with the stimulated technology that will really help them be well diverse in all their skills and all their ways of being? It's... Yeah,
0: it's very important what you're saying right now because look and look i'm not trying to at all disparage anybody of the way they grew up or what they're going through I, believe me i'm i'm extremely guilty of all the social platforms as well i think we all are i think there's yeah. there's an addictiveness to it right i mean there's there is there, where, where i think the the where i think the discrepancy has to lie is or, or fall into place is how you use it as a tool and how it's about discipline how much are you using it for a certain part of your life versus another and the reason i'm i guess focusing on the younger generations just because that they've been so immersed in it like from day zero right I'm, yeah. And yeah. I, I'm giving the comparison with the way i grew up because i only knew about the computer when when i was like I guess in high, like high school, right? I mean, I, before that, I didn't. So, I'm just trying to get make that difference in that one. I think as the years and years go on, there's a different way in which we have relationships with technology in general. And I think, without a doubt, they do have some sort of impact on on how we feel about ourselves, on how we yeah, feel absolutely. that we can be the best. Um, look. The the reason i put a lot of attention on this and I have in the past is for the for the following reason. And you're you're touching on it as well is I think we are all incredibly individually special, right? I think we're Absolutely. here on this earth with some sort of you know, I I see it in a certain way like yeah. yeah. Like like yeah. kind of very unique way, reason of being here. And we have to discover what that is, right? And so I think there's certain things that go on in life that kind of numb us from figuring that out. And I think the best thing that we can do is to, this is my own personal belief, just
1: look within and discover within. You know, I just, I always, you know. know. (laughs) And I think the other thing too is like technology handicaps us in a sense where. There are parts of our brain that develops, but it develops because it's a muscle and it developed because we're doing it. And sometimes technology gets in a way where we're not using our brains or we're not developing. When you actually read a book and you're reading words versus just listening to things or watching videos, there are certain parts of your brain that's growing and that's developing. And when you don't have that and you don't have those parts that are thinking, And, you know, something that I do, you know, on Tuesdays and Thursdays um, on my um, social media is that I post questions and the questions are to get us to think when we start thinking, we start building the muscles in our brain. So we have to do that with our kids. How can we get them not to be handicapped by technology, but be in a place where they're still developing, they're still using their muscles and add add four plus twelve. And don't use the calculator, right? Use your brain and allow yourself to go through, say your multiplication tables from one to 12, right? You know, do these things that you're not dependent on technology as a handicap, but you're using it as a tool to help you, but you're still able to think, um, think creatively and be in a place where you can, you're not stifled. By technology. And you're not so codependent on technology that you can exist without it. But again, it's the day and age that we live in. And it's really about having that intentional action about how to break that monotony of technology so much in our lives where we can create relationships. You know, I, I go out to dinner sometimes and I see people at dinner tables, like it'd be a couple together. oh I see they're not talking to each other. They're just on their phones. It's like, put the phone down sometimes and have a conversation and ask questions and do things intentionally to build those relationships.
0: That's joy. That's the heart of the point is like, just to, you know, feed off what you're saying with that is like that, that is a huge like personal aggravation that I see out in public as well as like, I, I just remember so many times, well, before COVID-19 was like going to yeah. a restaurant, seeing a, a, a a couple and their kids, but each of the kids has a tablet in front of them, and no yeah, one's so talking to ends. each other, right? No I
1: mean, one. That's just, uh, you know, just... you know something that I did. There's this um, I'm not sure if you ever heard it, but it's called the and t-h-e-a-n-d, the and I don't And mm-hmm. the and the and um is about having conversations and, and doing things, so they have these cards. And I brought the cards from the and um, off of the internet and the and is like these box of cards and they're just allow you to have more intimate, more deep conversations and, and really understand and get to know. So I have the and is like the and the family version. And so I have these questions that I do with my kids. So we'll sit down and we'll ask questions. So the questions go into like, you know, what's, um, what's a goal that you have? Or what's something about me that you admire the most? Or what's one of the biggest struggles that you have? Or what's a memory from your childhood that you remember us having? And it's like these things that really help to facilitate those conversations and those relationships. And it's very helpful. And it helps facilitate more connection. It helps facilitate more foundation of um, a relationship to build and to grow and to really create that strong connection and that strong um, vibrancy that's needed within family dynamics, especially with moms and not just moms, but like families, parents and kids and all those things. So
0: that, i that's really a really cool thing, actually. I've never heard of that. And uh, but it's interesting you talking about that because even in this day of age, as we're talking about with technology, that we have to almost think of more creative ways to actually have normal en- conversations
1: to engage
0: <laughs> yeah to have normal conversations again with each other right and sometimes yeah. those kind of 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 you know catalysts or like games or whatever can make us reconnect with each other on a social level because the thing is it the does. thing is technology makes us feel so addicted to something that's instantly gratifying so we have to do that in a different way with how we used to engage with each other. <laughs> you know, if that
1: makes Absolutely. sense. Like,
0: like playing Pictionary or whatever. Like I remember doing
1: Absolutely. Games, you know? Absolutely. And and so that's another thing. So at my house, there's a, I have like a little um, cabinet and in the cabinet, there's tons of games in there. Like we play games and we have these games where we really spend time with each other. We have, um, Family night, we go bowling, we go skating, we do things that like put us all together. So it's really about being intentional about those activities and those things to really build that family unit. That's very important. And it takes someone taking the initiative. And sometimes it may be hard because most people be like, I don't want to do that. I just want to stay home in front of the TV. I don't want to do that. But it's really like really breaking it out where this is a non-negotiable for me and my family like when it's family time, it's not negotiable. Like, no, we're going to be intentional about building our relationship. We're going to be intentional about what we do and how we do and being in this place.
0: I I love that. What you're saying with that, as far as intentionality, I think intentionality is like with how you, you know, bring that about with your family. I think it's absolutely important, but just, in general intentionality in our life intentionality is everything intentionality is action that's, intentionality you know, is here and now right it's,
1: it's everything you know that's one of my that's one of my core values is being intentional um being intentional so so much so i have it tattooed with my arm but. hey you're showing off those
0: guns now
1: Yeah, I know. I have a tattoo (laughs) in my arm, like be intentional, right? Like, you know, life is about intentional and you don't get, life doesn't just drop down and give you stuff. We are creators and we create what we want and we create our experiences and we are a a part of this experience called life. Life is about energy and experiences and moments and what do we do with them? And also when, when thinking about spending time and creating that, the other thing that I do is that I ask my kids, what do you guys want to do? What do you like? What is something that you've never done before? And really having those things of, you know, not just doing what I want to do, but having to be a collective to also understand what they want to do and opening up different experiences because we can only expand to the point that which we're exposed, right? So we, we can only expand... When we're exposed to something and when, if we're not exposed to it, then we stay stuck in this box. So really expanding our experiences, taking a walk, riding bikes, doing things that maybe you wouldn't necessarily do, or if those are some of the things you do, finding something that you don't do. What if it's playing cards or what if it's, um, I have no idea, whatever it is, but trying to find something, thinking about, okay, these are all the things that we always do. What's something that's outside of that box? What's something that we don't do? Let's let us brainstorm and let's think about things that we've never done, places we've never seen. And I think it's also about exploring and understanding different communities, different cultures, different things. Like don't just eat at one place, go experience another place and continuously having this thing called life and allowing ourselves to be in a place where our energy is shared and that we are having experiences that's providing us that opportunity to grow and expand.
0: That you have a very creative aspect to you, Joy. And, and I think that's what makes probably, you, you know, your kids that much more appreciative of you being their mom, you know? So that's,
1: yeah. congratulations. And, and I, I do want to say the other part, um, I am probably not your typical, typical mom. So my, my son, my son told me, he was like, mom, you just you just parent differently like and i do parent differently because i have this this is my own um my own viewpoint on parenting i think that parenting goes in stages and when your kids are around 11 12 13 that kind of age range for me you are no longer a parent to say do this, don't do that, do this. You've done all that in their former years. Like, well, typically you would have done that. So you, so you basically teach them right or wrong. You teach them about value. You teach them about moral. You create an, an experience for them where you're putting the foundational blocks in place. When kids become 12, 13, they are literally at a point where they make decisions on their own. They're their own individual person. And so my parenting philosophy switched. I no longer was kind of like the parent. I became became my kids' coach. Like, I'm not here to tell you what to do. I'm just here to guide you. And I'm going to let you know of the consequences if you do X. I'm going to let you know the reward if you do Y. You can choose. I'm not going to force you to eat your dinner. Either you eat it or you don't. Like, if you don't eat it, these are the consequences of you not eating it. If you don't wake up to go to school, these are the consequences of you not. But I'm not going to be here to be a dictator, to have our kids do and be. And oftentimes, sometimes as parents, we make the mistake of trying to live vicariously throughout kids, wanting them to be who we want them to be versus trying to understand who they are and meet them where they are versus where we want to be. Being a sounding board for them, being supportive for them, instead of telling them to do X, Y, and Z, ask them, what is it What is it that you want to do? What is it that you like? Where is it that you want to grow? Asking questions about, you know, who are your friends? Why are they your friends? What's important to you? What do you want to be when you grow up versus me telling you that I want you to be a doctor? I want you to do this. I want you to do that. By giving them opportunity to explore and get to know themselves as a human. And the thing is, we're all humans becoming. We're all in a consistent becoming phase. And who we are today is by means of experiences that we've had in our past. And who we want to become are based on decisions and choices that we make today for who we want to become.
0: Joy, I love what you just Described as your way of approaching, you know, the way you raise your kid, your children. I've, I think the way you've described that, honestly, my opinion is really quite rare. I don't think because you you seem to be looking at the way you raise your kids in stages, and you're acutely aware of the way in which they grew up. So, like, how? I mean, I mean, uh, that's definitely not the case for a lot of parents, you know. There seems, I mean, I'm not a parent, so I I can't speak as a parent. I I mean, I feel like I'm a parent to my beautiful little dog, but that's a whole different mentality, right? So, (laughs) um, but anyways, like I I just, I I really admire what you just described as the way in which you you approach raising your children. Because again, you're always going to love them unconditionally, but you love them in different ways as they grow. As they become their own person, as they need that that kind of different way of becoming becoming their own individual. So I'm I'm just curious, how did you personally learn to do that and and develop that
1: way? I have no idea. (laughs) Is that
0: that, just um, innate?
1: It was, I didn't come from a family like that. Like my my, I didn't come from an environment like that. My culture wasn't like that. I don't know what it was, but there was just something that was innately, there's something magical about something that I have that is just part of this whole makeup that makes, that is included in who I am. And I have no answers on what that is. There wasn't any example of somebody else that I saw operate this way. It was just that, I knew there was something different. I knew there was a way to explore. I knew there was something different that I wanted to be and how I wanted to show up. And it probably came um, the more that I got into um, coaching and personal development and professional development and really honing in on those skills and that innateness that's within me. Because you know, I often say a coach is just not my career. It's literally who I am as a person. And those skills and those type of um, things just begin to bloom and birth themselves in some type of magical way.
0: I'm, I'm curious, Joy, and I kind of know you, you know, and we've spoken before, but I, I'm just curious about you yourself. What, like, what kind of lasting legacy or impact do you want to leave uh, in this life, like for your life?
1: Oh, you know, that's, that's such an interesting question. So I'm, I'm currently in this, doing this leadership development program. Um, and it's so amazing. It's called, it's called the Hero's Journey with um, Darren Hardy. And one, I love Darren Hardy because he's an amazing and human. He's an amazing, amazing mentor. But in this particular Hero's Journey, there was this, um in this leadership development program, there was this part where we had to go through this exercise of really understanding that we are living our eulogies and going through a process of writing out your eulogy for when you die, like what you want that to say. And that was such a powerful experience and exercise to do because you're writing out what you want to be said about you when you're gone. And the whole thing was that it's like, I want to live my eulogy. Like, I don't want to wait until I'm gone and dead for these things to be said. I want to live it now. And I want it to be the thing that's shared in the experience of who I am and how I live. So I literally went through that process of writing out my eulogy. And it's been my commitment to myself. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Yeah, it's a powerful thing. I think everybody actually should do it. Like, you know. When when you leave and your family and your loved ones and everybody's gathered around like, you know, what would they say about you and what they say about me is how I want to live, how I want to live today and how I want to show up and how I want to be intentional in the relationships that I want to create and how I want to have gratitude and how I want to leave this life. And when I leave this life, I want to leave this life empty. I want to give it all that i have i want to leave it all on the table every part of every joy that i have every piece of gratitude every piece of everything i want to leave it as a contribution to the world and that's that's my that's my way of being that's my decision like i i'm deciding that for myself and that's how that's how i live
0: that is really amazing I mean, I, there's just no words for it and and i don't know i think that's um I do, you know, really like that idea of writing out your own eulogy because the thing is, you know, I think what we have to come to groups with too. I mean, we have to understand, I think mortality, I don't want to sound morbid or anything, saying this, but
1: it's inevitable.
0: But, but yeah, it's inevitable. But mortality, in a way, is a gift, right? Meaning, what I mean by that is like, okay, it's like you got this amount of time to figure it out and go for it. Because if we didn't, we'd just be like, ah, sit on the couch all day, whatever. But what you have tattooed on your arm gives all that more reason to be doing everything you're doing because of the finiteness of what we are, right? It's like you got, yeah. I mean, I think of it like- And our
1: time, mm-hmm. and our time is so short, Right. So being here, so there's like, you know, I have like this whole list of questions for the questions that I do, the thinking and the thrive questions that I do. And one question that I have in my little bank is, um, what would you do differently? Or what would you do if you had three years to live? Like if you knew you had three years to live, how would you live it? What more would you do? And it's like, when you think about that of, all right, I know I have three years and this is how I want to live. And this is how I want to give. What's stopping you from operating in that way versus how you're living now? Where's the middle gap and how can you show up differently and what can you do differently to be that and do that? And it's really about being in a place where you're building relationships, where you're contributing and where you're showing up and, and really taking inventory. And I asked this question to my close friends, right? Because, it, and even not close friends and oftentimes to my clients, like, what would you do if you had three years to live? What would what would you do? And it helps me to understand the barometer of where they are in their life, in their lives, what's important to them and what's not important. Some people are like, oh, I'm going to go buy a car and I'm going to go do this, and it's like, okay, that's where that person is. But then there's these other people that really get it, to understand that this time in life is so short. So how can we contribute? And how can we build legacy within our families and our relationships? And how can we leave something of substance, not in monetary stand, but how do we leave something in substance of morals and values and foundation and legacy with our kids and with our families for them to grow and for them to continue to do great things?
0: It's interesting you say that because with the impression I get from you, and I think with the important message that you're putting across it seems like we always want to leave something or impact in such a way in which we give back and we give back in such a well human way but in in such a loving way It, it just seems to always something innate within us that is always wanting to have a deep desire for connection for love for impact and what you have on your arm, which I love intentionality. Intentionality is about action, not just action, like doing action, about the way you transmit yourself and communicate and, and interact. You know, it's all this intertwinement of
1: of, the harmony. Yeah.
0: The harmony. (laughs) Yeah. That's the message. Anyone listening right now, podcast form, YouTube, put down in the comments below. Do you love joy's expression of harmony? You love how she puts that across can it be a part of your life let us know below make a, yes. make a comment let Joanne you know, know the
1: other thing is like you know we're we're all part of this thing called life and each one of us we're here for a divine purpose and each one of our contributions make a difference The trees, like if you ever think of a tree, a tree has like, you know, these branches and the branches go all out in these branches. And when you think about your lungs, your lungs are like this thing with these branches that go out. The earth is breathing out and it's giving us air and it's giving us breath and we're taking it in only to give it back out, right? Mm -hmm. So it's this cycle of this being part of creation of giving and taking, but giving. If we just take all the air that the that nature and the trees are giving us, and we just hold it, guess what? We're gonna pass out yeah. because it's not meant for us to hold air. It's meant for us to take it in and to let it out. That like, is beautiful. That's part, yeah. That's part of being in this world. That's part of life.
0: Yeah, and it's amazing because nature can really teach us if we really pay attention. Teach oh, us teach- so, so much, much about not just the you know the the general observation of what our eyes see but it can teach us what we're really truly feeling inside like the way you're describing with that beautiful analogy you know
1: it teaches us it teaches us so much when we really understand again this is about harmony not really balance but harmony when you think about the sun rising the sun isn't on a time frame sometimes the sun can rise at 6:14 sometimes it can rise at 746, right? So it has a harmony of how it flows and the sun sets, but the sun doesn't ever say, I'm tired of rising. I'm not rising today. The sun continuously rises, right? When you think about the ocean, I love the ocean. I love the water. When you think about the ocean, like the ocean just flows into the sand and it knows exactly where to stop. And then it just goes back. Again, this whole thing of this give and take, The ocean gives and it pushes, but then it retracts back and it knows exactly where to go and exactly where to stop and exactly how to show up. And that's how we should be in life. We should be in such alignment with our purpose, with our values, with how we want to show up and how we want to live, that we know where to go and where to stop and where to continue and where to pull back and, and understanding that it's everything that we take in is meant to give out. And it's just like this continuation of like this thing called
0: life. That is just so beautiful. That's this is incredible analogy. I just, I, I and I think it's just so true. And but again, also like and what you said before, you're you're leaving all these golden nuggets of beautiful insight. But we again to achieve that understanding, and as and as you've been saying too, it's about intentionality. I mean, we like anything that really comes good out of life is about the intention of doing it and being persistent and dedicated and keep going and being tenacious and not giving up right because it's a journey right we're not going to just it's not nothing's just going to fall on your lap oh there you go enjoy it no you you, you have to intentionally Every, understand it right
1: yeah and everything in life we create We are not just creatures of this thing. We are part of creation. We are creators. We're creating experiences. We are balls of energy. We're creating energy. When we share time together, our energy is being exchanged and being created. We're either building energy or we're sucking energy. And like being in that space and understanding like the bigger picture of it, it's, It's an amazing thing when you think about it. And then when you have that awareness or you get that insight, it helps you to be intentional about it. It helps you to realize, you know what? I'm not going to be upset because somebody just cut me off in traffic. However, I do want to say that it's a process because there was a time when somebody cut me off in traffic, I would be using all types of curse words if they cut me off in traffic. But then I just realized the more that I lived life, the more that I grew, the more that I opened myself up for enlightenment and understanding and awareness and understanding more about being here in the short time that we're here, I have a certain amount of energy to use and I cannot exert negative energy because it's going to take away from the positive energy. I can't exert, I can't take away things because when I take away, it stops something from growing wherever energy goes, that's what grows. I'm not looking to grow negativity. I'm looking to grow in positive and flourishing ways. So it's really about being in that place and having that innate understanding of like, this thing called life is a gift.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it is a gift. It's an absolute gift. And, And I really, really encourage all of our viewers and our listeners to really take heed to Joy's advice because really, if you're seeking out that harmony if you're seeking out that beautiful flow in your life if you're seeking out that incredible intentionality i mean take your advice but also joy i mean our viewers and listeners should connect with you as well i i actually you know <laughs> i want to mention really quick like you know as we're speaking about this like if any working moms out there any you know any women any any person in general that you know wants to connect with joy and get an idea of that path that they can be on i i want to already you know tell our viewers and listeners where, where can they generally connect with you joy just so we can because i'm just so excited even myself hearing about this from you so what just so people can know already where can they connect with you
1: so i'm on all social media platforms at inspiring joy inc um that's i um, my website, which is inspiringjoyinc.com um, and by the way, if you want to think about it shorter, you can also find me at joyscook.com um, Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'll am i pop up there somewhere.
0: Perfect. I'm going to, all our viewers and listeners, I just wanted to let you know where you can connect with Joy after watching this. So, because, I mean, I think it's so important that Again, the word harmony, like getting to the harmony in your life with the finite time we have on this earth and understanding the beauty that can come with it can definitely change your life. So please connect with Joy after watching this and, and, you know, change yeah. your life today. And Joy, what, you know, for all the, all the moms out there that, especially, you know, in the times we are living in and recording this now in 2021, there may be a lot of moms out there who just, um, are having a difficult time with the like family, work aspect of their life bouncing, all having different dynamic, like really challenging, right? How do you personally find and set aside the, your own opportunity for you, your time, joy time, to really, really, you know, absorb the importance of the time you need for yourself and to just, decompress in your own ways? Like, how do you do that for yourself?
1: So I think I'm going to go back to the word that we've been throwing around a lot in this conversation with being intentional. Um, The most important person in your life is you. And you are more important than every person. And when I say that, which means that you have to take care of your well-being, you have to take care of your health. And you have to give yourself grace that you are human. And as a human, you feel all the feelings, you have all the things, you have all the responsibility and it gets overwhelming and it gets stressful. But you have to give yourself grace to give yourself time because if you're not pouring into you, you have nothing to pour into other people. When my kids were younger, we established this rule when they were young at a very young age. In order for mommy to be the best mommy that I can be, Mommy needs some time so I can rejuvenate and I can rebuild myself so I can be the best for you. It's essential that people take time for themselves to rejuvenate, to reset, to recalibrate all the things and all the ways they give out and release yourself from the guilt of not needing or needing or having to be in all the places and do the, all the things it's okay. If the dishes doesn't get washed tonight, wash them tomorrow. It's okay if all the clothes aren't folded tonight, fold them tomorrow. If you can't do it, if you're in a place, it's okay to hire somebody to wash the clothes for you because your plate is overwhelmed. It's absolutely essential for you to ask for help from people because when you don't ask for help, you get overwhelmed. And when you get overwhelmed, you get stressed and stress becomes a cancer that, turns into, that can turn into depression that can take you down a spiral road and you don't want to get there. So making sure that you are at your optimum place. And if that means that you need a break, that means going out and exercising, take a walk, get some fresh air outside, do something that you like. And oftentimes as mom, you find yourself losing yourself in the identity because being a mom is a role. It's a role that you play. It's not it's not who you are only. It's only a role that you're playing and you're playing this role. Understand that there's all these different aspects of who you are as a person. Do things that you like. Figure out something that brings, that makes you alive, whether that's painting, whether that's putting puzzles together, whether that's skating or swimming. Find things for you and make time. Put them on the calendar. Put them on the schedule. Make time for yourself and build community. Build community of people who you trust, who you love. If you don't have family, build community of people because people want to support you. People want to be here for you. People want to help you create. And so as a life coach, I not only help men, I also help women and I help collectively. I just see us all as humans and humans becoming. Being at a place where you can be strategic and you can navigate and you can put these things in place for you to have the optimum life because life is about having success and not having success in one area, but having a whole life success, breaking away from the ordinary so you can create extraordinary, because it's possible for you. It's possible for, for, for all of us, but it comes with intention. It comes with action. It comes with knowing and believing that you can have and you can do this when you put the things in place. So it's very important, especially especially for moms To be in this place where you're taking care of you and you learn how to create harmony with your responsibilities, with who you are as a person, with who you want to become, with how you want to show up or how you want to live. How you want your your eulogy to be lived out today, right? And how you want to be an example to your kids. If your kids only see you stressed out and overwhelmed and all these things, what you're doing is providing them an example of how to be in life. You don't want that. You want to create a harmony. And that,
0: that is, takes intention. No, sorry to interrupt you. Joe. I was just going to say that those insights and those tips and those, that perception about life is just, I mean, just incredibly amazing, really. And just, you know, I think a lot of people out there in general just really, really take heed to that and really understand, yes, you know, this, this intentionality in this life, this achieve of having more harmony in everything I do and everything you just described can just really, truly make not only my life beautiful, but the impact I have around all those around me as well.
1: Yeah, it creates a different quality of life, like your quality of life changes. Like, I believe that we should have a great quality of life. And I'm not I'm not talking quality of from a materialistic or a money perspective, but From a peace of mind, from a heart full of love, from a spirit of gratitude, from a place of just being here and really understanding that life is a beautiful gift and how do you take care of it and being in this place like that's, that's, that's a great place to be like, and money can't, and money can't buy that, right? Money is important and it can be important. It can provide you some things, but that, that richness of being and how you can show up and how you can create that environment for your kids. That right there is like gold for your kids because what we're doing is that we're creating these other human beings to be part and be contributors to this thing called life. And when we can create well-rounded individuals by becoming a well-rounded individual, it just makes our world a, a better and beautiful.
0: You are superhuman, that's all I have to say, (laughs) You you know, I really hope all of our viewers and listeners just really, really just take the time and just soak in that beautiful message from Joy and just really, really, you know, wherever you are in your life, just really just sink in those incredible insights that Joy has and just, you know, one day, one day at a time. It's not about all at once. One day at a time. It's
1: not, it's not. And I want to say, you say like wherever you are in your life and wherever you are in your life is your starting point, no matter where it is. There's no judgment on whether it's good or bad or indifferent or whatever it is, no matter where you are, as long as you're blinking and you're breathing, you have a starting point and you can start wherever you are to create the life that you truly want to live and truly want to have.
0: So beautiful, so beautiful, Joy. And just as we finish this episode, Joy, what, and I'm just curious, what do you think your kids, if they were to say to you or say to someone else, you know, I've got to m- know my mom like this, or she has taught me this, especially, you know, considering like all the time now you spent together since last year, What, what is like something you think your own kids have realized about you more in these times.
1: Um so we have these conversations a lot because I ask these questions. Like sometimes it's almost like when you're on a job, you have an evaluation of how you're doing, where you are. And we need to have those conversations within our families. How am I as a mom? Where can I be better as a mom? What are you what are you valuing? Like you know, things like that. So, um something that my kids Often, um, I think, glean from is the resiliency and the optimism that I have about how I intentionally live life.
0: That's, and that's been your message all the way through, right? I mean, and that is, yeah. I mean, you know, it's really something to, I think for not not just kids in a sense, but just anyone that can pick up on that vibe that somebody is out there taking intentional like movement in their life. I'm going to call it now intentional harmony. If that's all right with you, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. this it seems just to, yeah. to be the 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 thread of what everything that you present and the the insight, the beautiful insight that you give in so many different ways about life is like intentional harmony, right? Because everything can flow in its own way, however it goes, but it's done with a certain type of, of action, right? Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. It's, it's just a beautiful, just a beautiful thing.
0: Yeah, it is. So all of our viewers and listeners, please check out joy connect with joy she can really really help just give you an incredible understanding into your own life get you on a track that you probably in your own personal way truly desire and again as she had mentioned all of her info i'm gonna include it all in our show notes description pin comments everywhere so you can find her and connect with her enjoy thank you so much again for being on the special mother's day as well episode of spear lift and it was an absolute pleasure to speak to you again
1: thank you it's a pleasure to be here and to all the mothers out there in the world i just want to say happy mother's day you are worth you are worthy you are meant to be here here and you are special in being part of this life, so take that, but also know that you're a gift as an individual, as a person. So make sure you take care of yourself.
0: Beautiful, beautiful, and yes, take care of yourself, you know, because of what take you just said a few moments ago, everything comes, everything begins and starts with you. And if, if you're not good, you're gonna, the, everything around you is gonna be a mess. So, absolutely, just take care of yourself. So, thank you so much again, Joy. And we will see you all, Spirit Lifters, on the next episode. And take care, everyone. And a very happy Mother's Day, as Joy had just shared. Thank you, everyone.